Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope you guys enjoy the following conversation with Derek Brooks at FSU. Derek was a three-time All-American. His jersey number, number 10, was retired from Florida State. He won a national championship there in 1993. He's a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. When he got to the NFL, well, first he was a first-round draft pick in 1995, but then he played 14 years in the NFL, and he was an 11-time Pro Bowler. In 2002, he was a defensive player of the year in the NFL, and that same year he won a Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's also an NFL Hall of Famer, and he's widely regarded as one of the greatest players in NFL history. Derek's also a great person. He's doing incredible charity work with his foundation, Derek Brooks Charities, and I just really hope that you guys enjoy this conversation that I had with my good friend Derek Brooks. So you played at uh, you played at Pensacola High School. You grew up in Pensacola. You played mm-hmm. at Pensacola High School. So um, I'm gonna do a little quick introduction here, if I okay. could, of you, because I know you're a hum- you're a humble guy. You're not gonna want to you know brag <laughs> on yourself, but man, you have accomplished a lot. So um, the, I guess the one thing that's eluding you from your from your uh, football career would be that high school championship. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, so, uh, yeah. You, you took the team to the playoffs. You, yes, yeah. yes, I did. Oh. Uh, Ran up against the, you know, a team down here from Manatee County. Yeah, yeah. Manatee <laughs> High School, right? Yes. Yeah. So, man, and they were loaded back then. Yeah, man. It was, yeah, they were. Started with, man, Patrick McNeil went to Florida State with me. Uh, man, the running back, uh, Freeman. Mm-hmm. And it was not, uh, it was Freeman and the Chris Bilkey, you know uh-huh. that name? Yep. Man, they yep. were. Yep. We were not ready for that size and speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> One or the other we could have handled, but <laughs> yeah. man, and so the state playoffs uh, game, they came up there, and we got out on them uh, quickly, 12, 12 zip. Okay. Uh, man, I had a big kickoff return. We punched it in defensively. Man, I'd run around in. Guy got to tip the ball, got to pick. Punching in, we're up twelve zip, so we like feeling really, really yeah, good. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Going into halftime, we're okay. up, they got a, uh, a touchdown right before the half. We blocked the extra points, so all right, we got these guys. Mm-hmm. They come out the second half. I don't know what the coach told them at halftime, <laughs> but boy, yeah, they ran us out. Okay, forty was was seven. They scored. It was six six out of six. Possessions. They scored every possession in the second half. Touchdown? Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It was so funny because, yeah. man, they scored, but we blocked the extra point. Okay. That's how they ended up getting 42 points. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we, they yeah. scored a touchdown. We blocked the extra point, or they tried to go for two, and yeah. we stopped them. Yeah. But, they out, man, they blew us out. Of, just, they got physical with us. We couldn't handle that mass, man, gotcha. that backfield running the option. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Frazier was no, he, he no, was he was at, right after that. He I was after that. that. Yeah. I forgot to get, to get a quarterback end up. I forgot his name, but he ended up going to Carson Newman. Okay, he okay. Was, you know, they started running uh, the ops like they showed the option. Yeah. But there was more of a power downhill. You know, the offense was it was rushing, but we we ran zero coverage blitz, so we was able to stop. So they come out second half, they started running the option. Mm-hmm. And now they started getting Kevin Freeman on the edge with one of our corners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No match. It didn't work out. No, at all. Then Bilky started running up the middle. Man, it, it, they really just got to the point where they just wore us down. Yeah. Size-wise, we could not handle them. So gotcha. uh, we ended up losing us in the state playoffs yeah. in high school. But 
the claim to fame is, hey, we lost to the champions. So they beat us yeah. in the semis. Yeah. And they went on to blow out the other team. They beat them like 60 to nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So Patrick McNeil, uh, we got to Florida State together. Uh, that's his constant. He used to constantly remind me of that yep, uh, every yep. time we against each other. <laughs> yep. He said, I may not be able to touch you now, but back then in high school, I got these paws <laughs> on you and you couldn't do anything. Uh, that's great. I say for a half, yeah. you did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're 10 minutes down the street, Manatee High School. Yes. Yeah, that's where my dad went to high school. My grandfather went to high school there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And But they were winning championships every year back oh, then. I mean, yeah. Yeah, them in Southeast. Right next, right next, next to him. Five minutes away. From is here. that still the big rivalry? Yeah, I mean, it's, those a, it's two? a big one down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah for I, sure. But at, and usually the winner that game goes on to win the district or the playoffs. Yep, yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's high school, but uh, you. So, but, but that was. So I guess in high school, you, you got to mention that you were named in high school uh, one of the top thirty-three players. <laughs> Not like that year or anything. You were one of the top thirty-three players in the twentieth century. That's yeah. pretty crazy, man. <laughs> uh, uh, Florida High School Athletic Association All-Century Team. That's pretty dope. Yes. Yeah, so, it, again, just from humble beginnings, man, you think about all the great high school players, yeah. you know, we've had here in the state of Florida. And it was at one point in time uh, for a good span of probably 25 years, recruiting the state of Florida and colleges coming here, our athletes was that and continued success on to, to the NFL as well. Yeah. Uh, we uh, had a good, a really, really good run. You talk in late 80s to, man, early 2000s. Uh, we were that state. And mm -hmm. to be a defensive player uh, <laughs> named as, you know, the top player of the century, it's it just go from humble beginnings, man. To yeah. be, never never my right mind, I, I would have thought – my career, you know, would deserve that that particular honor. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's on the heels of people like Emmett Smith, same mm -hmm. hometown, mm -hmm. you know, who set this, the national stage for Pensacola, Florida, to get this attention mm -hmm. because when Emmett came through high school, breaking all these records at Scambia High School, winning state championships, it brought that attention to us and. I came right out to him from a defense from the defensive side of the football with the same success in, in leading my high school, which was a rival of Escamias. It, it was just uh, a fun ride, but at the time, you know, you really don't get a chance to think about things like yeah. that until you get, you know, polls and anniversaries of things like this. You really sit back and and like, man, that was. Uh, Pretty impressive, yeah. That's you pretty know, crazy. It, you know of what we were, uh, what we were able to accomplish. And again, I couldn't have done none of that without the work of my my teammates at the time yeah. uh, in high school. We were just a, you know, a bunch of kids that's using football to uh, get to a means of staying out of trouble, get a scholarship, doing something. But sports had a, a different purpose and meaning mm -hmm. uh, to us, and. Uh, the collection of, of those young men, still friends, mm -hmm. you know, with mm -hmm. a bunch of them today. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's nice to get together and and reminisce and for them to tell their, 
their family, their kids, hey, you know, I played with Derek and Derek you know, had accomplished this, this, and this. Yeah. And then you get, nah, you don't know Derek Brooks. Like, yeah, <laughs> they got to get me on the phone. I got to validate <laughs> that that their dad or uncle whoever played with me. So yeah. I, 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 that's where I get the most joy out of things. That's like cool. That. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, who else is on that list with you? You got, did you say Emmett and did you say uh, Dion? Yeah. So Dion was on that list. And again, I always have a running joke with, with you know, with Dion about that is, hey, and it gets to that, say, hey, man, you got the one honor. You know, you may be recognized as the greatest athlete of all time. You're yeah. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Man, but Dion's got to be second behind yeah, Bo Jackson, I, man. I mean, come on. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm biased. I, I yeah. definitely put Dion in, fr- I, yeah, in front yeah. of him. But again, yeah. you look at the success, yeah. you know, and I'm a homer about it too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Dion said, nah, Bo did it first, so you recognize yeah. Bo, and yeah. we yeah. truly do. But I always, I'm a homer, and I admit it. Yeah. Uh, but on that list, I always just joke about uh, that with him. It's yeah. like, man, that's that's the one that man I kind of got you a little bit there, my friend. Yep, yep. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, but but this, this, and this. And he comes back with all, you know, his states. And again, yeah, Coach Prime man putting Florida State on the map. Yeah, you know, no doubt. Do, doing no his doubt. time and, and, yep. and much respect, you know, for him for doing that. To even now, you know, I'm blessed to have a friendship with him and and the things that he's doing. You know, in Colorado, uh, right now with these young men, is uh, going to be tremendous successful. I know they had a, a rough start uh, year one, but uh, I notice, I know him. He's going to be, he's yeah. coming. He's as he say, he's coming. He's coming back, and uh, he's highly motivated, uh, not just to be successful on the field, but even more motivated to produce great young men right. uh, that he can influence. So I'm. You know, I'm really, really glad, especially in the time now in coaching where we've lost a few legends. Yeah, you yeah. know, here recently. So hopefully, yep. Dion continues to uh, stay involved in collegiate sports and, and build a legacy himself. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. It's one thing. The wins and losses are one thing, but I mean, the way he's changing kids' lives and yes. like, I mean, like raising young men. Like, who? If you're a high school elite athlete, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you got like you got to want to play for Dion. <laughs> I would think. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, well, again, with the, you know, you represent the Florida State colors. Yeah, you know, I like yeah. to think, you know, we could put up a good case to, to get guys to. Uh, but I think now, man, the way, and I know we when be changing lanes here, but the effect of college sports and how it's trickled down to affect the student athlete in high school, man, it, there has to start to be guardrails up. Yeah. You know, or we're going to lose the true essence of what a student athlete means. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose the true essence of young men and young women having a, a purpose other than economics uh, into competitive sports where you get all these other traits that are not, you know, involving economics like perseverance, teamwork, grit, grind, overcoming things, determination. All these things are getting lost because of the direction of the the economic means and impact yeah. is affecting from trickle down yeah. all the way to high school now where kids now, you know, going to the highest bidder in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, transfer, and, and that's like, yeah. Oh my God, it's like NIL for high school kids. Yeah, yeah. Where are we going, and what are we doing? Yeah, you know. And college now with the transfer portal, and I had this conversation with uh, uh, some collegiate leaders the other day about 
the transfer portal and just having some guardrails on it to now that affect or set the foundation for how do you put guardrails on NIL mm-hmm. where college coaches now get a chance to build a college program versus conduct transactions as if, you know, college is a business. It is a business, but now the football coaches, you know, running a business mm-hmm. versus coaching kids and being that influence and it becoming a transactional experience versus a true collegiate education athletic experience. Yeah, yeah. And shouldn't I, be about the money. That no, year. I just, yeah. I just feel we're losing the essence of good human being qualities. Right. That could make could that we're all going to have to be as productive human beings, no matter what role we're playing. Right. It's just getting lost and some of the values are getting lost with that. So kudos to the coaches that are involved that are trying to stay true to that to a certain degree. Yep. But at the same time, I, you know, I'm not the grumpy old man that don't want to evolve. I'm all for disruption. I'm all for planting seeds and letting the plant grow and disrupt the ground. At the same time, let's talk about how we disrupt, mm-hmm. you know, how we grow and how can those guardrails be put in place where both agendas can be accomplished. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yep, love it, love it. That's a good attitude. And, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it shouldn't be about the money at that age. We got to, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, well, let me let me continue with, this, with the uh, introduction <laughs> so that you get to college, right? And then uh, yeah. so, so college, you're a two-time All-American. Two-time first, three-time All-American. Okay, okay. Three-time All-American. You won the national championship in 1993 Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. Florida State. Um, You're in the College Football Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, The number 10 is retired at Florida (laughs) State. So that's a pretty popular quarterback number, man. Yeah, so, you know, and, you know. It's kind of messed up. It's not good (laughs) because now they've gone to, because of the popularity of numbers, They basically have switched it now to retirement of the jersey. So yeah. anyone that's wearing the number, you know, they make me wear hey, such and such. Oh, okay, okay. Number. They can still wear it. Yeah, got it. Got of course. it. Got it. Got it. Okay, number. I got hey, it. Listen, the number actually, yeah. the number actually really belongs to you guys anyway. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like. But that's a cool honor, though. That's yes, a really it, cool yes, honor. it is. To yeah. again, when you think about all the elite athletes and people mm-hmm. uh, that have come through there, that was a part. Uh, of our program under Coach Bobby Bowden mm-hmm. uh, as our leader and there's great assistance, you know, on my side of the ball, you know, Mickey Andrews, Wally Burnham, you know, Jim Gladden, Chuck Amato, Odell Hagens. Uh, you know, you just look at these coaches that stayed there and built this program with Coach Bowden and that commitment and how they've poured into us a lot of those things. And that's what – you know, that number represent up, represents up there at Doe Campbell Stadium. And, and yes, it's definitely nice to uh, be recognized as a small group, mm-hmm. you know, that's been able to achieve, achieve that in the university to think that highly mm-hmm. uh, of me in that regards is, again, a uh, humbling experience. But at the same time, just is a representation uh, of the men that, that grit and grind and grew with me yeah. Uh, in Tallahassee to get that first uh, national championship, and and that's some of the, all the things we'll always say. Hey, you can argue which which national championship team is better. Yeah, 
but you, there's only one first, <laughs> right? And it was right. us. Yep. So we like to hold that over our <laughs> yep. 1999 uh, 2013 champions. Yep. Uh, hey, great job, guys! But it was only one first. That's true. Yep. <laughs> it, yep. It, Love it. Love and it. it was us. And as I reminisce on that, just the journey to see Coach Bowden get to that moment. Yeah. Uh, at that time, we'd been so close. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many wide rights mm-hmm, <laughs> during, mm-hmm. during that time, but to finally get it for him, and I never hope to never forget the picture uh, he and Mrs. Ann Bowden in that locker room. She planting a big old kiss on him, <laughs> and he's looking at us. And the words he told us was, "Hey, guys, men, because men, thank you." That's Thank cool. you. You finally got the monkey off my back. <laughs> I would. I really hope Matt to never forget that scene and those words, yeah. because that was a true special experience that that Mister Bowden and Mrs. Bowden shared with all of us That's in cool. that locker room down in Miami. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. How how long had he been coaching prior to that? Ah, uh, because Bowden had been in I me. Mean, in 1960-something, we took yeah. over Florida State in 75. Okay. So it was – but the thing about it during that time was, as I said before, we come so close. You mm-hmm. think about the teams in the late 80s, the, you know, and the nemesis was Miami. The one loss to Miami mm-hmm. ended up knocking us out, mm-hmm. or they went on and won it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that year, you know, we beat them. Mm-hmm. We went on to win uh, win a national championship, but it had eluded him for so many years because w- well, we had some real, really great teams, man. Yeah, and to lose the way that we lost after we controlled the you know fifty five or sixty minutes of the yeah. game yeah, and to yeah. lose it, that was was so stinging. That's tough, yeah, uh, to yeah. me, especially my first two years to see that ball sail right. I was like, you know what. Man, we can't let this get down to no kick. Yeah, right, right, and, right. And that year we didn't. Yeah, uh, we we beat Miami, pulling away. We had the big uh, fourth quarter uh, comeback against Gainesville, mm-hmm. uh, in against Florida in Gainesville. You know, uh, Warwick with the big fourth down catch uh, up the sidelines to to beat Florida that year, and obviously uh, went beat Nebraska. Mm-hmm. We got we got a little help too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost to Notre Dame that year in the game of the century, mm-hmm. uh, and they were still, uh, I guess, so high on beating us that the following week they lost to Boston College. Okay, okay. <laughs> so they, Notre they Dame got knocked out beneath us, and every time I, I used to see Coach Tom Coughlin because he was a coach at Boston College then. Yeah. Every time I used to see him, I say, Coach Coughlin, I'm always gonna you have a special part of my heart, man. Cause you. Was, yeah. You guys went into Notre Dame in 1993 and upset them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, propel, helped propel us to a national championship. Yeah, so yeah. Coach Coughlin, I always <laughs> had a lot of respect. Now, yeah. I'm going to go out here now. He, he was coaching the, uh, the Jags. So now I'm going to go out here and try to smash your Jaguars. <laughs> always got a lot of respect for you. Yeah, very cool, very cool. <laughs> yeah, so you played uh, – you were a safety as a freshman, and then you switched to linebacker at, at Florida State sophomore year. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. You know, Matt and uh, – just outgrew it, I guess. Outgrew it, got the two. You know, that was a sale pitch. Okay. Hey, oh, let, okay. Let's, let's get you. him here. Safety. Okay. okay. These things. Yeah. 
we get them on these good groceries in this meal plan. We're going to yeah. put them back down in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. can say that now. That was a playhead, but yeah, it, and that is the case. Uh, I went in there as a safety, struggled a little bit because I wasn't used to backpedaling, yeah. playing, a, you know, 14 yards deep from the line of scrimmage. I was down here, man. It was because you're a middle linebacker in high school. Uh, outside, but the outside. way we the way we played it, you know, middle outside, you know, yeah. all three positions, but. I never was no more than four to five yards away from the line of scrimmage. Gotcha. So this was yeah. an adjustment. Yeah. And to the point, uh, Mickey Andrews told me <laughs> one time, he told me if I, he said, hey, if you bite on the next play action pass, <laughs> just keep running forward <laughs> through the gate, go down to the Greyhound bus station, <laughs> tell them to charge Mickey Andrews, and you got a one-way ticket to Pensacola. <laughs> tell them to charge Coach Andrews yeah. and – he say, and then I'll probably FedEx your belongings the next day. <laughs> nice. And, man, yeah. exactly. Man, my feelings yeah. were so hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, man, so I go that evening. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm pissed. Yeah. Man, I call my mom. I said, Mom, you know, this is Coach This is freshman year? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, so I tell the story. She said, Coach Andrew, I said, yeah, the guy that recruited me said, he said yeah. this to me, and I'm trying my best. Yeah. She said, well, you know what, son? I said, what, Mom? She said, don't get beat on the play-action pass. <laughs> I said, wow. She said, that's what you do. Yeah. Hey, don't get beat again. Yeah, yeah. She said, there ain't no room here for you. <laughs> that's great. So you didn't get beat no, again? No, no, I didn't. I grew <laughs> yeah. to 200 yeah. pounds. Right, right, right. So it was yeah. And it just, again, typical Mickey Andrews is after one practice, so walks, hey, Derek, go step on the scale. Because I was playing – linebacker in our nickel package. So I play safety in our base defense. So mm-hmm. if you go to nickel package, mm-hmm. move the linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I was getting reps in the game because most teams started throwing, so I'd get more reps at linebacker. So he come in, Derek, step on the scale. Man, that thing said 201 pounds. Mm-hmm. He looked at me, said, hey, go in there with Coach Burnham. You don't have to come back to my meeting again. I said, well, Confused? What are you talking about, Coach? I go to him for on Thursdays for pass defense. He said, "Nah, you're gonna start going to him Monday through Sunday." Mm. Mean again? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Okay, man, man this man he kicked me out of my position. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. what? What did I do? Like, yeah, this dude just don't like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I go into Coach Burnham's meeting because that was on like a Monday, mm-hmm. and Coach Burnham walks in. He smiles. Said, "Finally." You finally got the 200 pounds, man. We, we've been waiting for two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, what? He said, yeah, you finally got the 200 pounds, man. We, we've kind of been waiting for three or four weeks for mm-hmm. you to go in. Mm-hmm. So you move it. I say, so I'm moving. He said, yeah, you, you're moving the line. We're a linebacker. Mm-hmm. So you finally 200 pounds. It, it just took you a little longer than we thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we couldn't force no more food down your belly. <laughs> So how were you, you you okay with that at that yeah, point? Yeah, yes, I was. Yeah, okay. I, again, I'm used to that. Yeah, playing that position, you know, yeah. got into rotation a little bit more, and so then that was my freshman year. So yeah, went into my sophomore year playing linebacker, but now I had to play out. We switched defense to a four three now. Mm-hmm. So now the true wheel linebacker became outside. So mm-hmm. man, I started that spring. I was what fifth string. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't really mm-hmm. realize that all these accolades that are going into mm-hmm. college, yes, yada yada yada. But when you get there, man, that stuff is out of window. Yeah. So I went into that spring. You know, I was what 
before guys ahead of me because mm-hmm. they'd already been playing mm-hmm. that in our base defense. I was just playing inside in nickel. Mm-hmm. So I went into that spring and everything I did, Matt, was a competition. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, man, I was like, look, I'm going to get up earlier than these guys. I'm, it, yeah. I have to find my niche and outworking them. And mm-hmm. I just went to work, man, just grinding and putting my time in on the field. And a couple of the guys got hurt, man, ahead of me mm-hmm. and made some plays. And mm-hmm. So, you know, it, all right, Derek, you're starting. You won the starting job. Okay. Yeah, sophomore year. Sophomore year. Nice, nice. And, uh, yeah, kind of since then. So that was your first. So you were a second-team All-American that year. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. And then you were first-team All-American junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so national championship, college football Hall of Fame. Um, uh, you're in ACC Defensive Player of the Year your senior year. I mean, that's 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 a pretty good, you know, pretty good pedigree throwing that national championship in there. Yes, so, it, it, it again. So when, the move ended up all right, I guess. You look at it from, from again that standpoint, and Marvin Jones was the guy back then at linebacker. Everybody yeah. would say Marvin Jones was the standard, and to play next to him and try to uphold uh, the standard that that he was setting. Yeah. To say, hey, I deserve to be on the field playing alongside him was a big motivational part uh, of pushing me. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, and it it was a fun ride. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so then you went to the NFL. You got uh, drafted in the first round in 1995. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, and. Um, uh, you got drafted by the Bucks, so what uh, they traded to get you right in the first yes. round. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, the unique thing about that 1995 draft was, you know, all the stories behind Warren Sapp. Warren, right, was the right, best, right. clearly best player in our draft. Yeah, in, in Derek Brooks' opinion, should have been number one. Yeah, yeah, but you know, all I these forgot rumors, about that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. circulating, 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 and it was just weed, right? Yeah, was, and none of yeah. it, none of the stuff we're talking about was true. But yeah. you know, it's the NFL draft, man. Anything yeah. can happen, right? Right. So he drops down to twelve, and you know the Bucks take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, you can tell with some of his expressions, he wasn't thrilled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. On one hand, he was thrilled because only an hour away from you know, where he grew up in Apaca, but mm-hmm. all this other stuff going on. So now the Green Bay Packers, you know, uh, excuse me, Dallas was on the clock at 28 to get me, but they were they were wanting to draft my roommate at the time, Devin Bush, who played safety at Florida State. They Dallas wanted to, excuse me, Dallas wanted to draft him with their first round pick, but Atlanta picked him mm. two picks ahead at okay. twenty six. So So if not for Atlanta, you wouldn't be in Tampa hey, could, probably. Could hey. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Def, definitely could have definitely been the case. So yeah. you know, Dallas looked to trade out of the pick. So Tampa was picking, I think, at four his second round pick, forty, I think it was forty or something. Okay. And uh the way they tell me is they got win, uh that a couple teams were looking to get me mm-hmm. uh, right around the first early part of the second round, mm-hmm. and they made a move because they Dallas they knew Dallas wanted to trade out of the pick, so they made a trade with Dallas to move to twenty eight, 
you know, ahead of a few teams that were looking to get me. So they drafted me at uh, the second pick in the first round. Nice, nice. And the rest is history. You played uh, 14 years with yes, the Bucks. Sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, 11 Pro Bowls. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, one night, one uh, championship. <laughs> yes, one Super Bowl championship. Yeah. Probably well, should have been more, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was only the cause for one. Yep, yep. I think I was at that game. Um, and uh, NFL Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a hell of a career, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. Uh, again, when, when back when you're playing, yeah, it's hard to because you're so in the moment, so it's hard to really appreciate, yeah. You know some of these accomplishments because you're in the moment, you're on to the next thing, and, and again, you know this. You know, running this magnificent company, you don't get a chance to sit back and appreciate or quote unquote smell the roses. Yeah, of some of your accomplishments mm -hmm. and what that fragrance of success smells like. It's it's hard to enjoy that because it's you stay in so many moments. You stay in and you have to. That's how you get to smell those roses. So that's what it was for me in, in my career. Yeah. And still today sometimes it, it's hard to sit back and like, man, you know, when others reel off my accomplishments, as a fan now sometimes that I am, it's, man, it's pretty God, cool. God bless me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a, a lot of men put work in with me to be a part of this. Yep. So I'm always – take a moment to recognize the work of my teammates because that's the success I know. I, I don't, you know, start with my wife, Carol, and I, raising our kids and our marriage. It's it's all about a team. Yeah. And the individual success is, that's hard for me to accept because someone else had to pour in the work with me to get that success. So that's why I'm, I'm so big on team and team accomplishments and, and leaning into others and and each one pulling their weight. Sometimes you pull weight for others, part of a team, and they pull weight for you. But whatever it is, you push toward the same goal in the same common direction. And so these accomplishments in football, that's what that represents for me all the way up to the Hall of Fame. That's cool, man. That's a good perspective. That's a good way to think about it. Um, yeah, you've Thank always you. been super humble. So what, what's your secret with that? What's your secret with, like, you know, yeah. it, not, not letting all this stuff get to your head? Well, one – I always believe I kept football in the proper perspective for me. I never grew up wanting to be a football player, NFL player. That just never was what I wanted to be. I wanted to be an insurance man. Mm -hmm. And I always tell that story because that's what I saw success was Mr. Herbert. Mm -hmm. Mr. Herbert, he wore a suit. He drove a BMW. And everybody gave him money. <laughs> and, he's a poor, and he's the only person my parents never complained about paying. Okay. So that's what I saw success. Like, so I walked up to him and I said, Mr. Herbert, uh, everybody gets, like, you drive a nice car, man. You always say, yeah, BMWs are nice. Yeah. You're the only guy I see in a suit besides a preacher. Uh-huh. You collect money. And you're the only guy my mom and dad don't. Complain about paying. Yep. Uh, yeah. What do you do? He said, I'm an insurance man. I said, that's what I want to be, an insurance man. <laughs> nice, nice. And he said, well, I said, what do I got to do to be an insurance man? He said, well, Dad, from what I understand, you just keep doing what you're doing. You go to go to high school, graduate, you go to college. And I'm like, what is college? 
He's like, that's like the 13th, 14th, 15th grade. Some guys, is, or gals, is the 20th grade. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a problem for you. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I said, man, you collect a lot of money. He said, yes, I do. <laughs> and that was it. That was so that's it. what I wanted to be. Until yeah, yeah. I got to high school, and now my coaches started telling me, hey, you can earn a scholarship by playing football. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Start earning a scholarship. I said, no, I'm going I'm to earn a scholarship because I got good grades. I'm, you know, my grades are going to pay for me to go to school. That's what he's like, nah, football. You, all right. I didn't quite know what it mean, meant, man. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I take the ACT as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I scored 28. Damn. Get my first tech, first college letter from Georgia Tech. I Again, something i never forget. So Georgia Tech College of Engineering. Mm. sends me a letter. Hey, got this score. Hey, we really want to talk to you about coming to Georgia Tech. Scholarship. Man, okay, this. Nice. So I. So you had options. Man, yeah. So yeah. now, <laughs> but me, I go show my football coach. Like, yeah. hey, yeah. man, you, you talking about the scholarship thing. Look what I just got. Yeah. He reads it. David Wilson. That's his name. Because mm. <laughs> Wilson reads it. Tears it up. <laughs> Coach, what are, you, what are you doing, man? Yeah. He said, Derek, you'll have plenty of these. Just keep playing. All this meant was you don't have to worry about, which none of us was worried about being eligible. You'll be fine. You'll mm-hmm. have plenty of these. I said, Coach, that's mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. You probably won't know go to Georgia Tech for football. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Coach, explain. He said, Derek, you will have plenty of options to go to college. That's cool. And college will get paid for it. Just trust me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But don't worry about that letter. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they sent it, but don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that was. That's good advice, man. That was. Hey, yeah. man, I was like, okay, so anyone that score high, don't worry about that letter. So now. Right. The football coach is starting to come now again because recruit they start to come see now it mm-hmm. starts to connect with me about hey I'll be able to go to college on a football scholarship mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was in that proper perspective to back to your point that's where football has always been my parents hey you got to take care of business in the classroom first mm-hmm. you know they recognize you know with my potential uh, hey Derek you're academically blessed you know and I tell you guys this you know. Off air, you know, I was a, I was called a nerd. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, Derek is the most athletic nerd we've ever seen. But I was I, I was proud to wear that because yes, I would, you know, man, I go all my honors classes, man, go in there work my butt off, get all A's, and you know what? Hey, let's go. I got to get this grind in on the football field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even when I uh, had to take the picture for the U.S. USA Today Player of the Year. Uh, this how this was ingrained in me from my parents. They came down to take a picture, and I said, hey, I'm only going to take this picture, but you have to take a picture with me in the library. And it's like, why? I say, because I spend more time in the library than I do mm-hmm. on the football field. Mm-hmm. So you, I don't mind putting on my uniform, but we have to go, and that's where we're going to take a picture if I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. And that's the picture that they took mm-hmm. and put in me sitting on one of my favorite library tables in the library, and they did the field stuff too. But that's to me was setting the thing. Hey, this is what I'm all about. This football thing. I could get hurt 
any snap, but my yeah. education is what I'm going to stand on. That's going to be my foundation. Yeah. So in terms of humility, I can say that's where it starts. Uh, man, even all the way up, my this little stuff my parents used to do, like my mom, man, uh, <laughs> always had to take the trash out in her house. Yeah. Whenever I went home, she said, hey, you may have bought this house for me, but I don't want that owner and live here. <laughs> take the trash out. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So walk in the door. Sometimes you know when I'm coming home, man, she feel that thing up way more than what it should be. <laughs> but just little little things like that yep. in terms of, of being humble. And, and for me, I just always recognize that with football. Football is, you know, an opportunity to stand on the stage that God provides me to serve. Mm -hmm. I, I just never, even to this day, I, I try to keep the proper perspective on what, and especially when it got to the NFL, you know, hey guys, that and I said this, hey that 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 number that jersey that belongs to the franchise. Yeah, that's that, cool. That yeah. name on the back that belongs to you. Right, right, right. And I wanted that for me to never get caught up into that mm -hmm. because that could be a very dangerous game mm -hmm. if you become that persona is you know mm -hmm. and you talk you talk about guys that it, it's many examples one of the examples man that I, I think back a really good friend of mine now and I've heard and talked to Rick Flair the wrestler about this how he got caught so much up in the character of Ric Flair, mm -hmm. how that affected him personally and took away from a lot of the things that he was robbed of, of being away from that character. Mm. Okay. And I looked at that when he's talked about, it. man, that's the perspective that I want to take and be the opposite in mm -hmm. regard to football. I don't want to be wrapped up in the employee mm -hmm. that I was as a football player, but I want to make sure that I'm the man that happened to have football as a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a great attitude, man. It's uh, Yeah, it's not about what people are making you up to be and what people are saying and what people are talking about. It's how what you are at your core and sticking mm -hmm. and staying true to that. That's really cool. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so so I guess just growing up, I mean, you were, it sounds like you're super focused on football, but more super focused on school and just academics mm -hmm. and making sure that you were you were heading down that right path and, and you knew what your future wanted to be. I think that's something that a lot of people don't don't realize as they're going throughout their lives that the, a lot of the very, very successful people always have that future vision, that future mm -hmm. goal, you know, and what that's that that's this goal that's going to happen at this point in time. But my ultimate goal is X, Y, Z you know, and just always working towards or always working towards a specific vision of a specific future. It sounds like you kind of always had that. <laughs> um, but, but then, um, so what, were there ever any, um, I mean, you know, growing up in Pensacola where you grew up, obviously, you know, can, could be a, a difficult, I think it was a title nine school that Crystal said she went, yes. you know, worked, um, with you. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that in a little while, but, um, um, but, but I mean, in terms of like drugs and violence and, and crime, I mean, what was that like kind of growing up? Well, uh, it was, uh, very well present, uh, you know, and I grew up around it, uh, you know, by stretch of the imagination, you know, I, you know, for me, we had so much love. I, I didn't know what economic poor meant, mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah, we shared a lot of resources, my brother and sisters, and, you know, we had our challenges, you know, growing up, and that's part of my story too, man. Hey, you, you know, come on one day, the, you know, the utilities may be off because mm-hmm. you had to pay the mortgage mm-hmm. and you had to make, you know, ends meet and sacrifices, and I learned to adapt, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you. So all those things were present. I I just had a mindset that, you know, my parents just put in me, you know, one of those options. I, they were there and present, but they wasn't, there were no options for me. Man, yeah, I had friends that was out there at a young age, man, you know, selling drugs and doing those things. And I made choices to stay away from them. Yeah. Yeah, good you know, you. Uh, yeah, we can hang out, we could do this, but when they go do their thing, and to the point where even when I thought about it, they stepped up in the gap for me. Hey, this not what you. Mm-hmm. They this ain't you. What are you doing out here with us? Mm-hmm. I just want if after the football game, want to go. No, I, you know, we finna go do this. You ain't. Mm-hmm. So at times they even recognize that for me, and I'm grateful, you know, that they did and. They knew my mindset and my resilience, and when I put my mind to something, that they had to respect that, and they did respect that. Where, in some cases, man, those some I've seen some cases even now, they'll pull that friend in mm-hmm. to doing what they're doing, and now everyone is in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I never judged them, even to the day. Hey, they made those decisions. I made something different, but mm-hmm. I know, you know, that doesn't affect. Uh, my friendship with them. Yeah. Still got a lot of lot of love for them. Yeah. But yeah, I did make conscious decisions, man, to walk away from situations and uh people around me. And now just bring back an example in high school, man, where I was on the point of being expelled. Uh from Booker T. Washington High School. Uh, one of my friends had, you know, at a basketball game, and he got into a fight. We had a, uh, another high school. Our high school was playing, and we were the visiting team, and we were there in the bleachers watching them play. And, man, my friend goes down at halftime to get something. And, man, next thing I know, he's in a fight, you know, with someone. And, man, I rushed into the brawl, and, and it turns out, man, to be uh, a really, really big melee where, mm-hmm. you know, the principal of our school – somehow ends up trying to restrain me, mm. you know, in this melee. Mm-hmm. And I end up pushing, you know, poor Mr. McCoy, pushing him down some bleachers, man. And, and it was a, a real bad deal. Mm-hmm. We get to school that, that Monday and is a hearing about, you know, expulsion from school. Who Who's going to get expelled? And by, by the grace of God, I end up being, you know, one of the ones that didn't get suspended. A couple of my other friends got suspended because of things they'd done in the past and and what have you. But our principal stuck his neck, and Mr. Elvin McCorvey uh, stuck his neck out and said, hey, I'm sticking my neck out for you. You do not need to be in this environment. And if you do it again, you know, the consequences will be amassed. And that was another one of those conscious decisions where I felt I was being there for a friend, but long term, it's like, man, I can't be putting myself in this situation mm-hmm. uh, again. And I made better choices from that point. That was my junior year mm-hmm. in high school. 
I, again, I was one decision away from being expelled and all these opportunities that I earned with schools and scholarships, et cetera, could have been flushed down the drain. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it wasn't for me. And I always, that was one of those things in my early years I went back to on, hey, God gave me a break. What am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And that's not put yourself in those positions again. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so so fa- fast forward in a little bit, maybe to like what what was the difference really between? Um, well, before I get to that, I guess so. Um, so so college, like you played with some incredible people. I mm-hmm. mean, some incredible athletes, some incredible people. Um, those relationships, like like I'm sure you still have a lot of those relationships now. Mm-hmm. You know, with a lot of those people, but to have that much talent and uh, that that type of a bond with that type of a player, I know just from playing high school football. You know what what type of a bond you can yes. form at over a football field. I wore this, of course, because it's your colors, but also <laughs> my uh, my high school team just won a state championship. Yes. So. Uh, Cardinal Mooney uh, mm-hmm. High School. Got a shout out to Jared Clark. Yeah, um, shout out to him, man. It's uh, one of the first time in a while that we've had one. Yeah, you guys, Berkeley out of Tampa, yeah. you know, Central Florida. We've been on a drought. We have been, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, 1973, I think, was the last Cardinal Mooney championship. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a minute. But but um, but but can you talk about that that bond at the at the college level and and you know what that's all about and maybe if you still have some of those friendships? Yes, and, uh, we do and. You know, I'm going to group them all together because, you know, once I go naming them, man, yeah, you, yeah, for, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. you forgot. <laughs> how, how you going to forget me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but my classmates that I came in, you know, 1991, you know, that that's a special group. I, I was my roommate, Devin Bush, Derry Alexander, Tyrant Marion, you know, Forrest Conley. Uh, these guys, we were a foundation. You know, F- Philip Riley, you know, we were a foundation coming in that – we had a disruptive mindset that, hey, we are coming here to be the difference makers mm-hmm. and win a national championship. Uh, no disrespect to those that came before us, but we just had a mindset of we're going to be a nucleus of success. Marquette Smith was in that class too uh, as well. But we went – and that's kind of been a core bond. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you expand from that to, you know, class of 1990. These guys had the same mindset, you know. Uh, it was just great to go through these things together. And as we've become men throughout these years, Florida State set the foundation for those relationships. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the things we went through on the field. It's how we bonded off the field. And, man, I can tell you, one of the things, the innocence of my one of our experiences that has been robbed, I, I, I maybe rob is too strong of a word, but the decision to take away the athletic dorms when the NCAA decided that, that took away an opportunity for kids and young men to come together and build, that took that away. And it has it's had such a profound effect, in my opinion, on student athletes since that decision been made. When, and, when was that made? Uh, it was, uh, I think, early 2000s. Okay. When that when that decision was made, and here's why I say that. So so it's no it's no more like um, you can't have like during my time. It was Burt Reynolds Hall was the name of our. 
our football dome. Like mm-hmm. All the all the players stayed there. Okay, gotcha. It was players and and maybe some student trainers if we had some, you know, or GAs if we had other, you know, uh, dorm apartments there. Mm-hmm. But we all stayed there in the same complex, mm-hmm. and it was the football dome. Yeah, the basketball dome had uh, each sport had its own housing. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, they took that away because it, you know, it was competitive advantage. Whatever, man, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. explanation they can explain is not good enough for me. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I say that because it took away the opportunity for men to, to to grow in a way that the coaches can't. Like, man, we we had certain disciplines where we discipline ourselves. Certain things got handled at the dorm. Mm-hmm. You ain't had to worry about coach getting your gasses on the field. Certain disagreements happen at the dorm. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, y'all disagree. Okay, we're going to go out here, man. Let's, let's put on these gloves. Y'all go in this grass mm-hmm. next to this pool. Let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. Right. All right, when y'all get done figuring this out, man, let's hug, let's love, let's kiss, let's move on. Yeah. You know, many, many of those. Yeah. You yeah. know, Somebody's going through something, man, some heartache, some pain. You had brothers there with you to mm-hmm. go through it with you and grow. Mm-hmm. And it's also gave a way for coaches, man, to really build a connection and a relationship with their players away from the field because they come to the dorm. They come there and sharing these experiences and with it. So it was just that. You know, man, if somebody, you know, you ain't got no food in your refrigerator and your neighbor do, man, you coming over here, you eating with us. Mm-hmm. So it was all that that got took away where now, you know, kids living away, they only see each other. If that practice and that's just two hours, so it's hard to build chemistry sometimes. Yeah. And you can build it in pockets. Yeah. But I'm talking about when the dorm was here, man, you built it as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it became our own outside world where, you know, we didn't have to deal with, you know, the it was no racism, no this, no that, no, because, yeah, we sheltered that away, and it was kind of our own reality. Mm-hmm. But it built, man, something in us that prepared us to deal with all the outside world when we stepped foot into it. Mm-hmm. So I just always feel, man, that that was like, man, why did they do that? Yeah, it, yeah. You know, Especially yeah. looking at, and I wish there was a way to try to bring some of that back, but yeah. the genie's out of the bottle. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I get it. My own son, you know, his experiences at, at Florida State, and, you know, when they kind of got a version of it, Matt, because, like, hey, your first couple years, so many of you guys can stay here together, but then after your third year or if your grades stay up, you get the choice to move out. So when you get kids a choice to do, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah, right. We're gonna move. Move out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. it's just hard to 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 build that what I saw was some of that secret success that you talked about in building those relationships and a key component to a lot of the friendships and brotherhood relationships that I have today through football, especially at Florida State, man, they were birthed at that dorms mm-hmm. and in those dorms and set us up for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's cool, man. And then um, 
Yes. Why did they change it? Was it was it like it was it like favoritism or something? I think I was in college when when, yeah, it when was that some, happened. Right. It was something about an extra benefits and yeah. level playing field. Right. And some yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some excuse me. Some colleges could have, could afford this. Others can afford that. Yeah. And then the gender equity was starting. Hey, the females can't have this. Mm-hmm, can so mm-hmm. it was a, a lot of That's things bad. I felt could have been resolved. Right. In order right. to keep deep. Order to keep this, yeah, yeah. But the easy way out was, you know, yeah, it was expanded. Right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, so what about when you? So then, in the NFL, in terms of the locker room, like I bet you got some crazy locker room stories. Yeah, but like, <laughs> well, very well, different well, though. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, we had some of that because we were a young team coming together under Coach Dungey, who was giving us some structure. Mm-hmm. But the NFL, man. I quickly learned it's a business. Yeah. I quickly learned that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it, uh, what was the big lesson on that? Oh, my first big lesson was about a business was I'm in line, ready to get, I'm on the table, ready to get tape my rookie year in training camp. And, you know, one unwritten rules hey, veteran come in, rookie, you know, get it back in the line. Well, I waited my turn, jumped on the table, get tape where one of the veterans come and this guy was a starter mm. I mean the trainer's like three revolutions from my feet getting taped he kicks me off the table mm. 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 I'm pissed like man you can't wait dude we're gonna be done in 10 seconds <laughs> right. but the fact you want it you know and I'm I was a day one starter so I, I knew some animosity so yeah. I didn't yeah sure I humbly got down yeah standing there waiting you know Player personnel director comes in. He whispers in this player's ear. Players takes his hand and just smashes, just rakes all the smashes, all the tape, tape everywhere. You gotta be effing kidding me! How can you guys do this to me? Mm-hmm. And just going off, kicking all, just just mm-hmm. raging, raging mad. Yeah, storming past everybody. Everyone's kind of looking at our personnel guys like it gives us a look like he just got cut. Like, mm-hmm. so get back on. It's just like, man, he just that's our train. It's like, yeah, he just cut him. Mm-hmm. I say, him? It's like, hey, here's what it is. Mm-hmm. The trainer. And he was a starter. Yes. Trainer say, it is what it is. Yeah. So just salary cap money, it's like I don't even know. Yeah, but yeah. what the lesson I learned, Matt? Yeah, after practice, I got on the, the big, you know, the big gray cell phones yeah, back then. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. called our academic advisor, was named Mark Mullaney. Mm-hmm. I said, "Hey, Mark, it's Derek. Could I enroll in spring practice in spring classes to work on my master's degree?" Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. He said, "What? What are you, you?" I said, "Mark." Something just happened today. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I have more options mm-hmm. <laughs> than what I currently yeah, have when it get gets hurt to football. At any time, and he's right. like, he's fine. Like Derek, you graduated, you got your degree. You got. I said, Mark, yeah. listen to me. Something happened today. Yeah, good for you, man. I need to make sure I have more options. Yeah, love it. When it gets to football, mm-hmm. and he said, sure. When season's over, we'll start setting it up. And that was my first lesson. That it was that scared me into getting my master's degree. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for Coach Tony Dungy as my head coach because 
Back then, man, it wasn't no online classes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> hey, man, I had to. <laughs> boy, I tell people about this sacrifice that I did to get my master's degree. Yeah. Man, I ate up a lot of I-1075, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I had to be in class, in physically in class for <laughs> yeah. some of these classes. So I was driving back and when I, mm-hmm. I practice, you know, two minutes this schedule. I had to be in on field practice Monday, Tuesday mornings. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I had class Wednesday night and Thursday morning. Okay. So I go to practice here in the spring, Monday, Tuesday. I leave no matter what if twelve o'clock. Get on the road. Be in class five from five to nine on Wednesday night. Entire mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. Wake up Thursday. Go to Thursday classes. Eight to twelve. Mm-hmm. Then I had to go work out. Mm-hmm. So I worked out with the team. Mm-hmm. Friday had a mid class. Middle of the day. Just four hours from like eleven to three. Mm-hmm. Get on the road, get back to Tampa Friday night. Had to work out with our trainer Saturday. Sunday was an off day. Start the whole routine back over. Mm. Damn. <laughs> I did that for three years. Yeah. That schedule. Yeah. And Coach Dungy was cool because I'd miss pretty much Thursday and Friday off season workout. Then mm-hmm. when mini camp come, mm-hmm. I'd miss Fridays of a mini camp. Mm-hmm. So they were, you know, really cool. That's with me, cool that he was, respected that because, I mean, yeah. not, not every coach is going to be like, you know, you go ahead and do that. Nah. That's, that's right for you. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. Everything I've heard about Coach Dungy mm-hmm. is he is just a classy, classy guy. Yes. Yeah. And his only thing was, hey, you committed to do this. We're working with you. You're going to finish. Mm-hmm. If you don't finish, now we're going to go back to the economic impact that you're not finished. Okay. So basically, you're telling me if I didn't get my master's degree, they were going to find me for every <laughs> <Okay>. practice okay. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that I missed. But, man, he was yeah. he was great. And he stayed on me to do it. He's like, yeah. hey, making sure you – and for three years from 1997, 98, and I finished in the 99. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. What, what was Dungeon like? <laughs> I mean, first off, congratulations on your master's degree because that's 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 a tight schedule, man. Yes, but, it but, was. But yeah, what, a lot of miles. Yeah, yeah. So, what was Dungeon like to to play for? It was great. Yeah, and he reminded me of some of the principles of Coach Bobby Bowden. Coach Dungeon was patient mm-hmm. uh, with us. He gave us structure, and he was able to build a team in the way that he saw need to be done in terms of the character of our team. Uh, man, he fully got me to understand his first team meeting, and i tell this story. He never talked about wins and, and losses in terms of what's going on the field. He's like, hey, we're going to do these things, yada, yada, yada. But it never was, hey, we're going to go 12 games, we've got to do these things. So our first team meeting, I you know, I'm looking at him like, man, who is this dude? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, man, I only lost four games in college. We lost nine games last year. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even the first choice to be our head coach, and he's not talking about how, how we going to win games, man. Did he know? <laughs> man, everyone talking about Tampa sucks. Like, yeah. man, there's people with bags on their face. Like, <laughs> does he know all this stuff? Yeah. 
Like, man, people throwing tickets at my car last year, man. <laughs> so, so does he know this stuff? Yeah. So, man, after that first team meeting, I go to his office. And I'm like, Coach, you know, I must admit, I'm a little uncomfortable, man, with your speech. Like, I could tell. I, I expected you to come see me. I said, so tell me, what are you talking about? You know, you didn't talk about wins and how. He said, Derek, we're going to win. He said, but here's my message. We're going to be a, a community team that the community can be proud of. Our wins and losses is going to come on how we impact the community because that has no scoreboard, and that's going to be our purpose. That way no one loses. What we do and how we go about on the field is going to be the engine to drive that. We're going to work hard. We're going to practice. We're going to prepare. We're going to have our fair share of wins. But more importantly, when they talk about the football team, we're going to have an environment and a team that they can be proud of because we're going to impact our community like no other. That's cool. And I sat there and I said, Coach, I got it. Mm -hmm. And he said, you will be one of the key components to do that. Because you started some things last year that I believe you'll build on. And what he was talking about was prior to him coming there, I'd started visiting boys and girls clubs mm -hmm. and setting a, setting a foundation for my foundation of work. Mm -hmm. I just hadn't had structure behind it mm -hmm. or the commitment. And seeing that perspective of the head coach and how he wanted to lead our team that set the foundation for me. So playing for him as a, as a young player, he brought that structure. He gave us some order. And that order and structure allowed a very young, talented team to grow and know together. And that's what we were able to do is start on the road of turning this franchise around. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I want to get to, you know, your post-career stuff and the, the charitable stuff, but but any, any crazy, like, um, you know, stories, any crazy, like, <laughs> locker room stories. Oh, man, like, how, can I yeah. how can I protect the innocent? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Uh, this is, this is uh, yeah, no. Nothing. Yeah, so we, you know, yeah, we, we we did, man, we had some, some of the, I guess, one of the wildest things, I, I'll tell you, in our, in our locker room uh, happened between Dave Moore and Mike Allstott. Okay. Uh, you know, they were one-upping each other with pranks. Mm -hmm. And... It got this particular prank got out got out of hand, man. You know it went from hiding you know shoes and keys and phones to, uh, and again I don't know. Forgive me, I don't know who did what. Yeah, that's but, probably for the better. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was one where one of them did to the other. Uh, it started with a toe, so one of them had the other's car towed. Okay. I, I don't know. Again, don't know who where they were out. I guess eating at a bar or something, and they yeah. may have had the other one had the guy's car towed. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you got your car's missing. You reported it stolen. Yeah. You know the whole nine just to be. Hey man, you you know had it towed to his house, not his neighbor's house. So yeah. it was at his neighbor's. Whoever again, yeah. I apologize. I wish I knew who done what, but had yeah. the car towed. Yeah. You know, to the neighbor's house. They you know, went through the whole rigmarole process of car being stolen, this, that, and the other, just to find out it's next door. 
the other one did so whoever won up that one till took the the hood, you know, hit someone hit the keys, mm. couldn't get home, had to get the wife, bring spare key. Mm. So the next day, one of them just took the hood off the other's truck. Wow. And went in the parking lot, see a hoodless truck <laughs> come to front. I mean, had to drive home with no hood. <laughs> Where'd he put the hood? Come to practice the next morning, yeah. the hood is on the goalpost. <laughs> wow. So it's like the, yeah. it's the hood on the goalpost. Yeah. Yeah. And the video guys behind, they filmed it. Yeah. That, that, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. That led to, man, uh, tires being taken off. Uh-huh. It, it was, uh-huh. They were always, it, that, that was pretty wild. The car, it was, it was the hood and tires. On hanging on the goalpost okay. on one of the other's truck. <laughs> okay. So that that was that's pretty bad, man. That's pretty like come on, man. Yeah. Y'all thinking hoods yeah. on cars now? Yeah. Uh, another, uh, <laughs> I just played golf with Mike Allstott at your tournament. Actually. Yes. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. I'm sure you had a blast. We did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good, good dude. Good yes. dude. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so A Trey did that, man. Uh, another lot. They just didn't like each other, or what was the? It was. It was uh, and they it were just, just playing around. Oh, it's all all, okay. all the all fun right. and games. Okay. Okay. Trust okay. me. It, it, the hum, the one up was always the humor. Yeah, who could gotcha. be, you know, who could be more not who'd be more funny? And you got the video guys in it, so yeah. it, it was, yeah. you know, showing a, a guy in a black, you know, black suit, you know, with a hood. It was yeah. the, they played each other. It, gotcha. It was like America's most funniest videos, trying to <laughs> one up each other. Yeah. Uh, another one with me and Mike Allstott actually was was pretty fun between the two of us. We had a, you know, a nice big collision on the goal line. He and I, mm-hmm. I had been pow, mm-hmm. a couple times. And, mm-hmm. you know, when he got the best of me, I got the best of him. But, mm-hmm. you know, we both were, you know, shoulders were a little banged up from it, yeah. right? So yeah. we're trying not to show each other who's one-upping each other. So, yeah. We get out to practice and go to the training room. So it's in training camp over at Disney. So it, it had a north and a south exit in the training room. So I'm trying to send messages asking where's Mike because I don't want to go in there and get treatment okay. on my shoulder. <laughs> he don't want to go get treatment on his. Right, right. So as we trying to sneak in to get treatment for each other, yeah. he's on one end. I'm on, I'm on one end of the training room, and it just had at the same time as we're trying to walk in and walk by, yeah. he walks by, <laughs> I walk by him. He has a bag of ice <laughs> on his shoulder. I got a bag of ice on mine. <laughs> and we both got a, a Buccaneer hoodie on so you can't really see who, yeah. who it is. Yeah, yeah. And some kind of way, man, I'm bending down to get my bag and he's passing by. So I pick my bag up. I hit somebody that's behind me. Mm-hmm. It's him. Yeah. So I turn it. He look at me. He look at him. And he got his shoulder like this. I got my shoulder. You start and, dying. And we just died. <laughs> man, we just died laughing yeah. at each other. Uh, that's funny. So I'm bent over. So he's trying to get out <laughs> yeah. before I get in. I'm yeah. trying to get my bag up. Like, let me get yeah. my bag and go before Mike come in. <laughs> right, right, right. And I back into him. Yeah. And he turns around. His shoulder's like this. My shoulder's like uh, this. Yeah. And we just died laughing that's at great, each other, man. Because that's that's probably after, like, what, hours of shit talking. Just, yes. Just, uh, yeah. yeah, it was out the goal line. <laughs> Drill, so yeah, you yeah. know that's what. Yeah. So it was so bad. It was 
Yeah. So that was one of the most funniest one. That's great. Uh, another uh, locker room story uh, called Rich Basaccio. Okay. Uh, back at our old, old one buck place, our locker room served as the team meeting room. Mm-hmm. That's how small it was. Mm-hmm. So first special teams meeting is held in uh, our locker room, which is meeting room. Is this sombrero? So, no, no, no. This, yo, this no. This was uh, we were yeah we were in the sombrero. Okay, but our facility was right next to where the international mall is now. Okay. Right next to it where you see the Uber and the cab stands, that was our facility. Okay, okay. So we had a building there. That was our facility. You know, needless to say, man, you know, this room here is it was probably our, it was bigger than our defensive meeting room. Mm-hmm. That's how small it was. Mm-hmm. So Coach Basaccia gets up. He said, hey, Josh, just for the record, you know, hey, we're not going to have any phones, you know, in the meeting. Hey, let's leave the phones out. You know, want no distractions. So he's, you know, everyone's like, all right, no, you know, so he starts, you know, going through his spill. About three phones go off, like ring. Mm-hmm. The third one, he gets, he said, guys, didn't I tell you guys no effing phones mm-hmm. in the meat room? Mm-hmm. Warren Sapp gets up. He said, hey, coach, this is the locker room before it's a meeting room. <laughs> you do realize that. Coach Sal looks around. Yes, I do. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks, and the look on his face was like, "You're right." Yes, I do. Thank Thank you. you. Perfect. 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 (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And he goes back to coach. So, so afterwards, he comes in the next day. He said, "Uh, "Guys." As we turn the locker room into a meeting room, could you please turn your phones off and turn the power off in the locker room for 45 minutes so I can get through my meeting? Uh-huh. So I say, are you asking or are you telling? <laughs> Everybody just died, burst out laughing. Everyone, you could help but laugh. You yeah, say, are yeah. you asking or are you telling? Yeah, yeah. And like, and we all just burst out laughing. We said, both. Both. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so those are some more light, lighthearted That's uh, good, man. locker room stories. Uh, uh, others are probably not, you know. You can't share all of them. Nah, they're not as G rated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He told me one about lynch that we probably shouldn't yeah. talk about. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what Gator Creek. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's fun, man. But good times, good times. I'm sure. Yes. But, um, yeah, got to be got to be a trip uh, in the, in a locker room just with Warren Sapp. I mean, oh just, man, yeah. it is. You talk about the honestly. We talk about you know, our Super Bowl team and just that run, man, yeah. from '97 to 2007. That that 10 year run. So besides the guy we mentioned, you know, I mean, you got Rondé Barber, you got Barber, you got. Simeon Rice, yeah, you know, that's right. Boogie McFarlane, Greg Spires. I mean, I'm talking about defense. Brian Kelly, yep. Dexter Jackson, Sheldon Quarles, like yeah. Ellis Wims, even Chuck Darby. You know, you, guys you got loaded, got man. guys that were role players, guys that were stars, and everybody understood their role. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwight Smiths of the world, just in and played their role to the best of their ability on our defense. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, we we knew 
as much as we had the you know quote unquote stars, if it started with you know Sap, myself, and, and Lynch, you had and you know Simeon who was dominant to, to Rondé that was up and coming to Brian Kelly that's mass support. Don't get the credit he deserves today. He just had guys. Hey, we know the major star. We're the supporting cast, but we're a supporting cast that could be easily on another team in a star role. Mm-hmm. But you're here and they're playing their part. Mm-hmm. And that piece of the puzzle, particularly on our defense, everybody understood their role. Mm-hmm. And everybody played their role to become a dominant defense by dominating your role. Yeah. Then you get, obviously, the offensive side, you know, other football. And, and that's the big difference, too. You know, Coach Dungeon was our head coach. It was more a defensive-focused team. Coach Gruden becomes our head coach now. The shift becomes a more offensive focused team because he didn't touch the defense. Hey, I don't need a hey, kept. Hey, that's defensive staff kept the staff. Hey, you guys doing what you guys doing? I'm gonna challenge you guys to be better, but my focus is gonna be on the offensive side of the football. And that's pretty much how the team w- was ran. So mm-hmm. you had your leaders on there starting. We say with my man Mike Allstad and, and Brad Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know till. Keyshawn and Keenan McCarter, you look at everybody playing their role up front, you know, from Michael Pittman's, you mm-hmm. know, other world to the unsung heroes like Joe Jarevicius, mm-hmm. you know, especially our Super Bowl run and, and the playoffs that Joe had during, during that time. It, it was it was nice, you know, Kenyatta Walker, Cozy Coleman, you know, off Roman Oldman, offensive lineman, Kerry Jenkins, other world, Jeff Chris. I, I, I go through the whole – yeah gamut of names, but that little pigskin mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. is responsible for a, a lot of things that people don't realize the value when you look at just a football itself. Yeah. Man, that football by itself sitting on, on a stand has no value. Right. Man, you put that thing in the middle of those white lines it increases its values to infinity mm-hmm. because of what it's responsible for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah. Awesome. I appreciate that. Appreciate the insight and, and uh, the openness on all that. Super, super cool. You know, I want to talk a little bit obviously about post post football mm-hmm. and, you know, and all that stuff. But um, I guess first, you know, for me, when I, when I was in, in high school and playing football, I was, you know, senior year, I was getting recruited to play at a bunch mm-hmm. of schools for college. Florida was recruiting me. Um, you know, I was like the uh, leading receiver, or maybe second leading receiver in the area between Manatee County, Sarasota, Venice, and mm-hmm. run, running back kicks and, you know, running back punts and, and all this stuff. And then I went up against Tampa Catholic and uh-huh. uh, Tampa Catholic with Kenny Kelly and Daryl Jackson. Oh, man. Yeah. And so that was a team, man. They had three five stars on <laughs> yeah, that team. That's... And uh, you know, Kenny d- Kelly. D- yeah. Kenny Kelly was the man. Two sport athlete. Yep. Yep. And uh, Daryl Jackson played Jake for the Gators and played uh, what? Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I remember this one play. Um, uh, well, first off, I broke my ribs in that game. Um, um, somebody, somebody came through a linebacker came through their line, uh, hit me, hit me just right under the ball, broke, broke two of my ribs, cracked them. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't exactly know at the time I knew I was injured, but I didn't have an x-ray or anything. Yeah. You just wrap an ace band around. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I'm back in, you know, the next play, uh, they were up, they went up 36, nothing in the first half and, uh, second half came out, I ran back the opening kickoff, you know, all the way Uh back and, uh, had another, uh, 
40-yard touchdown uh, running the ball. And um, so 36-14 was the final score. But in that mm-hmm. first half, I um, I went and um, – um, uh, Kenny, they, they were, they, it was a, Kenny Kelly was of course the quarterback, yep. but he was also the punter. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, he, they, it was fourth down. We finally stopped him for, <laughs> for once. And, uh, Kenny Kelly was going to punt, but did a fake punt. And so he runs around the left side of the line and uh-huh. I'm the punt returner. And so I, you know, I see that it's a fake punt and, and so up. I'm coming up full speed, you know, uh-huh. and I was fast back then, man. And so, you know, he's, he's fast. And so we're both running full speed right at the sidelines. He can't cut it in because there's yes. people there he doesn't go out of bounds i'm like please go out of bounds please go out of bounds <laughs> we both get so low as low as we can to the ground you know uh-huh. and it's like helmet to helmet full speed and um uh-huh. um it was i got up immediately you know because that's what you do but yes. I, I couldn't see it was everything was black and so uh-huh. I, I just started running and uh-huh. um you know i thought i was running in the right direction but i was running towards their side that, that- <laughs> and so so um you know all the people in the stands are laughing you know and i uh-huh. hear i hear people laughing so i'm like all right i'm just gonna take a knee for a second and um took a knee got my sight back and uh you know went took took a playoff you know went back and um back to the huddle and um but but it's um i think kenny was okay you know i I think i got the better of the hit but Uh but uh but but he you know i don't know that he got hurt on the play but um um, but anyway, you know, I got a brain scan uh, a couple of years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago, and um, I've got a significant injury, uh, prefrontal cortex injury. And I know mm-hmm. it, it just takes one hit, you know, in, yeah. in the game of football, it takes one hit. And and so I was lacking blood flow um, to my prefrontal cortex, you know, for the last, mm-hmm. probably the last, you know, however many years that's been. Were you having symptoms that made you get the brain scan? Um, yeah, my wife and I both got one done. And um, yeah, just, just brain fog, basically. And mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, um, just memory, memory issues, you know, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I guess some other, maybe a, probably a short temper, you know, for a good part of my life um, mm-hmm. there after that. And, uh, so all, all those kinds of things. And, you know, I don't know if it was just that one hit or not, cause I was playing, you know, was right. played football for a bunch of years, but. But um, so I've been doing hyperbaric chamber, you know, therapy and all mm-hmm. that stuff for the, for um, since that scan, and that's really been helpful. Yes, I mean, super super helpful. But um, but you know, I kind of I got in one of those before your experience because you, do you get in the one where you lay down? Yeah, yeah. And I guess you're so many levels above beneath sea level. Yeah, yeah. I go and, four atmospheric pressures. Is yes, where I'm at. But. And how long you going? Hour about an hour. Yeah. About an hour. Yeah. Man, the first time I had to get in one of those, man, it's like, it's super. It's kind of, you know, like if your mind's not right, you you panic. Yeah, you yeah. know, your body's yeah. so claustrophobic. Like, yeah, so yeah, I had to get yeah. like, put like, a, had to watch a movie, uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah, a yeah. movie of yeah. playing. Yeah, uh, the first time that I did it, uh, I did that a couple times too, man, for uh, a rib injury. Okay. Okay. It, it actually yeah. worked. It works great, man. That's that that is hyperbaric chamber therapy is is one of the mm-hmm. best things people can do for each other. But but I just wanted to get your thoughts on I mean, you know, I know obviously head injuries are, are a significant part of the game and it impacts people for a lifetime after mm-hmm. they play the sport. I mean, football is one thing, you know, but it, uh, soccer, you know, it happens all the time, yes. you know, but um just kind of curious your thoughts on on that aspect of the sport and, and Yeah, it's you know. uh the sport Sport, a uh, football in general, uh, is getting safer. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a safer game now than when I played. You know, safer game for my son. 
Uh, and it's become we are more educated on injuries. Yeah. Uh, whether it be concussions, sprains, breaks, you know, ligaments, whatever it is, we're more educated in the advancement of medicines and, and treatments to deal with those injuries. Uh, it's definitely advanced light years. Mm-hmm. But how we govern the game and protect, particularly football, uh, to your point earlier, you know, we're, we're trying to basically ha- have the safest car wrecks possible. Mm-hmm. Collisions mm-hmm. possible. Right. That's what we're trying to do. Right. And my current role as an NFL appeals officer, I'm in the position when it gets, you know, when players get fined on the field for one example is that you had a helmet to helmet contact. Uh, if the NFL issues a fine, the player appeals that fine. I'm the appeals officer that hears their case. So I get a chance to be up close and personal on this aspect of our game in terms of safety in the rulings and particularly the collisions. And uh, I can tell you this, uh, we're trying to make the game as safe as possible. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, understand that football is still going to be football. Right, they're, right. Going, they're going to be collisions. You're not going to avoid them. Mm-hmm just trying to make them as safe as possible and change behaviors where, you know, we don't use certain languages no more. You know, there's no such thing as, you know, the bull in the ring, Mm -hmm. you know, the Oklahoma drill. Right. Right. All those things are outlawed now, pretty much little league on. You Mm -hmm. can't, you can't do them. Mm -hmm. So trying to change behaviors and how we coach and teach starting at a younger age, moving, moving up, so you start to get the consistency of how to play the game in this current state and make it safer and better starting younger. Yeah. And I know the NFL has poured a, a lot of resources into that education down because the the earlier kids can start trying to play the right way that is being governed by the NFL in college, the better that this game is going to be. And it's and we have to because now it's involving young ladies as well, the the NFL flag movement when it comes to young ladies, man, you got some young ladies out here playing this game of flag. That's mm-hmm. wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be an Olympic sport, yeah, uh, here in LA. Yeah. So as more people get involved, you, you even even that we're trying to to govern those collisions in flag mm-hmm. uh, as well, and then just understanding particularly what a concussion is versus what it was. Like mm-hmm. you say back then, it was, hey, man, you get your bell ring, how many fingers you got up? Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever number you say, that's the number the doc going to put up. Right. You know, you right, get two right. aspirins, or whatever, you're going back in. Yeah. Well, we're getting away long, getting away from those days. Good. Those yeah. days are no long, and I hope and pray that no one out there is doing that. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to our game anymore, that these uh, situations and of being taken seriously and, and everybody understand what a concussion is. So, you know, it could be treated, it could be documented. And the more that we do that, the safer our game is going to be. But football brings so much more life lessons that I will make the argument than any other sport. Yeah. Yeah. It can relate to anybody. 
anybody can play it. It's a space and place for everybody in that field in a position. Mm-hmm. You work hard for it. And it just brings so many dynamics together of life. And, yes, I'm biased because this is the only sport that, that I've played consistently, you know, for the last you know, 42 years. Mm-hmm. But it has rewarded me with so many other, uh, so many things in life uh, that makes me the man who I am today. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, great attitude, and and totally agree. By the way, I mean, you know, with the injuries, with everything, I wouldn't trade, you know, a minute of of of, of the football experience. Just the bond that you build with your teammates and the experience mm-hmm. that you have. I mean, yeah, I'd agree with you. I'm I'm biased too, but I agree with you, man. That's, yeah, but you think think about this, right? When you know. Uh, just look at you know obviously uh, you know your your climb through through the company. You know here right. to where you sit today. You, right. you you want young men and young women that that understand teamwork. Right, exactly. Football can provide. You want overcoming failure. You want communication. Mm-hmm. Someone can communicate. You want to understand. Hey, the different personalities. Hey, in this role, I may need a go getter. In this world, with this role, I may need a doer. This role, I may need a verbal captain. This role, we don't. Yeah. You know, you want to understand all the different dynamics of all those personalities. And with a football team, yeah. you get that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to yeah. get some, some form of that. Yeah. So I look at a lot of those intangibles. And, and, and here's why I sum, I sum it up, especially when I talk to rookies. I said, guys, we all we all hope to be we're gonna have one thing in common that wherever your journey ends in this game, we're gonna be a retired player. We're gonna share that. Mm-hmm. We may not share the same accomplishments while we're in this, but it's we're gonna be a retired player mm-hmm. at some point. Actually playing a game of football, it's the most non transferable skill ever. You guys think of me like, what are you I said, guys, there's no other job in the world where two people get a chance to be violent against each other and no one goes to jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no other skill set, no other game where collisions are tolerated. Yeah. It's encouraged. It's You get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Tell me where you walk outside these white lines, this field, and go get another job where you're going to do that and – I say, okay, you're going to be a stuntman in a movie, hmm. but again, that's governed. This here, it's it's mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. You're not so. Yeah. But what is transferable, and what goes into those collisions, and that's what we got to make sure we are focusing on. Mm-hmm. The intangibles, man, perseverance, discipline. Like, man, you discipline your body, you transfer some of you guys the way you eat. You tra- Those same disciplines going to apply post-career and what that transition be. You're going to have to have some discipline in your life. You're going to have to be determined. You're going to have to be a self-motivator. You're going to have to understand how to work under uh, extreme conditions. Decision-making. Mm-hmm. People in this world want people who can make critical decisions. Right. And be coachable, understand criticism, use this motivation. 
you know, I say I love in my current work to understand people who can make critical decisions in pressure situations. Guys, mm-hmm. you do that every snap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yep. get a call from the defense, you see, you read, react, you make a decision, you go. Yep. Not just applying it to the business world, but you have to understand that's what you're building up. So I try to give that different light yeah. of love football it. and encouraging guys so whenever their day of transition comes, they don't feel like they're stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do and do not have options. Yeah. So I try to give back to the game, especially uh, my uh, NFL brethren. That's the seed I try to sow with them. That's cool. That's cool. Love it, man. Yeah, great attitude and and so true, so true. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, well, good. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about life yes. life after uh, you know life after football. So. So, you know, you, you obviously, you know, you're, you're, um, you, you love helping people. You love kids. Mm-hmm. You love giving back. Um, you remind me a lot of my wife in that way. And I, I know you guys work together in Pensacola. <laughs> yes, yes, Miss um, Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you talk about a go-getter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got yeah. started with telling the story. Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Miss Crystal and I, you know, up at O.J. Sims, yeah. uh, a school that we've uh, adopted together. Yeah. Uh, we should say my, my wife does community outreach yes. for Bell, so she's yes. yeah she's our community outreach and philanthropy coordinator. So um, she she worked with you for, uh, with your charity yes. at, at OJ Sims. So great great connection, mm-hmm. and you know we we've known each other obviously prior to that. Yeah. But but um, but, she, but but growing up she came, she grew up in Tallahassee actually. So you yes, know, whole family full of Florida <laughs> State fans. So you know she was like idolizing you as a kid. You know all this. So, so yeah, so that was cool that she got to do that. Oh man, that it was great to work with her so as she as crystal leads the philanthropy efforts uh here at bells her relationship with you know souls souls for souls mm-hmm. uh led to our work at oj sims where souls for souls is basically you know the organization that provides shoes through kids and needs an organization that hey we see the needs for shoes they go out and find a population you know, organizations like ours work together and we sponsor those those kids and those shoes. So Crystal, through her relationship here at, at Bells, introduced, hey, Derek, I think this would be a great opportunity for us at O.J. Sims, which is a, a elementary school in Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, for lack of a better word, they need a lot of love uh, in all aspects, from education to home to food, clothing, shelter, basic needs, et cetera. They need a lot of love. So Crystal uh, and, and I, we met and we talked to how, you know, we bring a lot of love to to this school through our relationship. And Souls for Souls is what it came up. So uh, this past August uh, is when we partnered together. Uh, uh, Crystal led that effort man up there. So we get up there and we're working together and, the part about your your wife, man, she she's a go getter. She, she she is. So yeah. as you know, we're coming in and we're displaying, we're giving the kids to the shoes, we're providing the shoes. She's, you know, your wife, she's actively trying on the shoes. When kids come in, she's trying them on, she's doing her thing. You know, I they got to go around. You know, I'm I'm shaking the hands. I'm I'm thinking that you know I'm doing my thing. So we get towards the end and. It's a family of sisters, and I think I, I she may I think I told you the story, and 
the three sisters are different. One's like in the fifth grade, fourth grade, third grade. It's four sisters, and one's in the first grade. Mm-hmm. The youngest one, they, we didn't quite have her size of shoe. So it's a celebrated moment because the other three sisters are, are really happy about their shoes and their hub. But the youngest one, you know, we're trying to explain to her, hey, we'll have your shoe is on a Friday. We'll have them here Monday. Mm-hmm. You'll have your shoes. You And for a kid, you know, as I'm not, you know, as, as a mother, Crystal, she sees, man, she went right into action. She's like, Derek, no understand they are going to be she's not going to miss out on this moment of enjoyment with her sister Mm -hmm. man your wife went into mom mode (laughs) (laughs) hey uh, long story short man she made it happen in in switching the shoes and finding the shoes and getting this young lady and the and the smile on this young lady's face to sit there man with her sisters and they all celebrated having a pair of brand new shoes together that's cool priceless yeah yeah priceless and man all i could do is just look at crew and she i just saw the you know man she starts bawling crying <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it was just that attitude and she comes back and she says Derek, i was not leaving here these shoes may not it's not about the point of them fitting her, not fitting her at this point. It's enjoying this with our sister. Yeah. So we're gonna make sure we send, you know, them what they need and they'll get the right size. But for the next three days, mm-hmm. she's gonna enjoy this moment with her sister. And man, that's just one of the examples that I was inspired and I said, Chris, I said, Chris, you just inspired me in a way that you don't realize when I get to a roadblock, especially in dealing with kids, because sometimes I feel, okay, if I hit the pause button, then because I hit the pause button, I could be a better resource because now I get a chance to assess, evaluate, and now bring more resource because I hit the pause button. You just showed me it's not about that. It's about, hey, what does the moment take to make magic? Mm-hmm. And once you make magic, then you bring all the other things in. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. say that's what you just taught me today, and I can't wait to see us continue to not just work on this, but work on other projects. So she and Bonita Polito, my executive director, they're they're already uh, in activation mode about what we're going to do this summer. Oh, good, good. You know, <laughs> for we want to have a summer program. Uh, for the kids and yeah. and we may do another souls for souls for the summer and and the fall because you know the need is there and trying to bring different programming where you know at the bell stores in northwest florida do we we sponsor a shopping spree yeah uh with the kids that earn it right we're going to make sure kids earn it uh say 100 kids earn the right to come in and spend 200 dollars on a shopping spree some of them have never had the opportunity to go shop and pick and make decisions mm-hmm. on, you know, clothing. Well, let's give them that experience and that opportunity to be in the decision chair yeah, of, yeah. of what that looks like. So, right. again, we, we got a, f- a few things uh, down the line, but it is a joy, to be honest with you, to, to work with your wife. Yeah. And uh, I told her last, <laughs> last August, I was like, man, mom mode kicked in and she... <laughs> 
<laughs> she went in and, and made magic. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, she's she's amazing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I you know I learn something from her every day for sure too. So yeah, she's um, yeah she's a. She's a piece of work. <laughs> uh, for sure, yeah. She's, she's one that you want on your team. I will oh, put oh, it that way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, like, like I said, Matt, your, you know, your leadership, man, and the way that you've, in our, you know, years now of, of knowing each other and, you know, from that random, you know, I, you know, your response to just a random cold card card that I sent, yeah, yeah, you know, to you to man being shocked that man, you know, he called me back. You I'm know, like Derek Brooks wrote me a letter. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it was the other way around. Man. <laughs> no, it, it yeah. was, it was that. I, you yeah. know, when you call, I said, I said, man, I can just tell from this call, we it's a lot we can do. Yeah, uh, I just, I just think it is, and we're gonna take this journey together. So just to see how, you know, people just see, you know, it's, it's bigger than just the Bills retail yeah. stores that they see. Yeah. And, and I just want to sit here, you know, and be one voice to bring to light the relationship you've had with with my foundation uh, in impacting communities uh, and touching people uh, in a way uh, that I never thought that I would be able to, you know, I know I stay in the space in the lane of education, but now to have, you know, this retail opportunity to now look into food and clothing mm -hmm. and shoes in Derrick Brooks Charity's journey, mm -hmm. you guys allowed that, that area of partnership with me. And to see that the impact that it's having in connection with my education vision is particularly for Pensacola. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's one of the things that, you know, as, as you know, whether it's your staff that watch this or or your audience, you know, we came together saying, you know what, we, we do enough here at home. How can we expand our reach, you know, beyond Manatee County, beyond Vin, beyond Hillsborough, beyond Tampa, and we just landed in Northwest Florida. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's been such a great landing spot for us. And to see the excitement that you guys get to extend the mission and vision of your leadership through philanthropy and allowing my foundation to be one of those vehicles. Uh, matter honestly, I just sit here, man, and say thank you with a lot of gratitude. Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, and that gratitude will not be disappointed because, as you know, man, I, I'm going to work my tail off uh, to make sure that it's a win-win situation and we impact as many people as possible that when they see our name brands together, they feel good about going into your stores uh, and making an investment and spending with you guys, knowing that you are turning those dollars back around into our community. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Really well said, really powerful. Really appreciate that. And uh, means a lot. Yeah, you're gonna make mm -hmm. me tear up, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that's uh, that's great, man. And uh, yeah, obviously we appreciate the partnership. You know, we appreciate working with you, and um, it is amazing to be able to help people at the end of the day to give back to the communities. Mm -hmm. That um, that's really what it's all about. You know, it's not about how many shirts you can sell. it's, yes. it's about how many people you can help. And, yes. and so um, appreciate that. I've always respected that about you. And 
uh, I know that's your mission too. So mm-hmm. um, really, really cool. Where can people go to learn more about Derek Brooks Cherries? Yeah, so please go to www.db55.org. That's uh, db55.org. Uh, that's our charity page that's, that lists uh, a lot of the opportunities that we have to serve our community. Also on there, uh, volunteers have an opportunity to, if they're interested in volunteering in serving their community, we have a, a tab that you click down, and it may be with our organization, or we may be the bridge to get that energy and effort uh, to an organization that fits that need uh, as well. So go there, and, and I say all of our work, even the work with our own high school, uh, Brooks, uh, the Barlow Collegiate High School, we, we have a drop-down program of information uh, that our high school is continuing to do. And, and as I say, our, our newest and latest uh, proud project is the work that we're doing uh, in Northwest Florida. Uh, we've adopted O.J. Sims, and, and right now, uh, obviously, you, you're one of our partners there. We're turning all of our attentions to make sure that this school uh, succeeds. Uh, they've already had success. They've went from an F to a D in terms of ratings, and that's a really, really big improvement. Nowhere where we need to be, but it's an improvement. It's the right so, step, man. Yes, it's yeah. right. So now we're trying to go from a D to a C mm-hmm. uh, with resourcing uh, from teachers. It's not just the kids we're resourcing. We're resourcing uh, the teachers as well. Uh, like I say, through, through your support, we're able to provide counseling and professional development for teachers who are teaching kids in environments that, you know, they're not used to dealing with. Mm -hmm. So how does a teacher be mentally prepared to come in and teach a kid who's dealing with certain issues at home that teacher has to now be a part of that, get past that to get lessons taught? At the same time, how do you teach teachers to be equipped with tools to accept these situations and these burdens, mm-hmm. you know, and care more for a child mm-hmm. that gets more energy out of them. So we brought uh, professional counselors uh, onto the school. Teachers now can get resourced, uh, even get certified. You know, uh, we bring in mental health therapists, uh-huh. uh, not just to the teachers, but to kids. Hey, these, this is a resource. So we're trying to do everything we can in, in extending these branches of help uh, to uh, Principal Susan Saunders. And the community up there is responding well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I say when people see you going to work and they see the good. So as I say, hey, we don't fundraise, we friend raise mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. At, at DBC. We friend raise. And through the friend raising efforts, uh, we're slowly getting others in Northwest Florida involved, too. Love it. Love it. Awesome, man. Very cool. Well, it's an uh, incredible, um, uh, incredible job you're doing. Uh, you're an incredible person, obviously, you know, the uh, with everything that you do. It's just been amazing what you've been able to give back to um, to communities through your work and your passion uh, and your work ethic. So um, I really appreciate you being on the show today, man. Uh, and um, did we miss thank anything? You. No, man. Thank you uh, for representing the Garden and Gold <laughs> yeah. uh, sitting here. And, oh, and I also... You know it's uh, tough as a gator, I too, know, but. I know, man. But you, you swallowed it for me for a couple yeah, hours. I did, I did. Well, I'd be, obviously not be, be remiss without mentioning Vinick Sports Group uh, in terms of what I do 
uh, every day as our EVP of our corporate and business external affairs uh, here at the Lightning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my life, the influence Jeff Vinnick has been, Matt, on the business visionary side uh, of my journey. And what made me think about it when you thought I said post-career, mm-hmm. you know, this coming year I would have been retired more years than I played. Mm-hmm. And it, someone asked me that question the other day. It just dawned on me. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Vinnick has been a critical part of working at Vinnick Sports Group uh, to allow that business development on on my end and allowing me to be a part of his initial team when he bought the Lightning and introducing his family to the community mm-hmm. and all our community initiatives that we do allowing me to be a critical part of the strategy planning behind that. So, again, continue, obviously, uh, to support uh, Lightning. I know right now we're we're not where we want to be, what people are used to us being not right now. Not where we're used to, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. it's like, hey, right now we're used to Lightning being one or two. Right now there's six, seven. So yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're on a little bit of a winning streak here now, so hopefully we'll get a chance to stack some points here before the All-Star break. And yep. And get it going. It's early still. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. All right, Derek. Hey, man, I really appreciate talking well, thank to you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate you coming it. on, man. Yes, sir. Yes, Likewise. Sir. Yeah, that was great, man. All right, take care. Yeah. Man, that was fun, that man. That was fun, man, right? He had me reminiscing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good show.